I see a lot of these social media strategies. They are literally copying other people's strategy. And, and what it creates is just this cacophony of noise and nonsense. Broadcasting from Essex, it is 23rd of March 1921. 1921, where the hell's that come from? 2021. And you're listening to Salonomics. The Bitcoin price is currently $55,000. I am your host, Aaron Dawn, and joining me once again from North London is my hair Thomas Soul, Joe Memmott. Who is Thomas Soul? Seriously. Who is Thomas Soul? Thomas Sowell is one of the finest economic minds of our lifetime, mate. He, if you, are, if you don't know who Thomas Sowell is, I suggest you Google him right now because he is a guy who basically takes everyone to task from climate change people to politicians. But you know where, why I like him so much, Go Joe? His, his facts come from data. But yeah, but is is data kosher or is it all like uh, through whatever? Like you know, I mean, it, 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 well, this is this is the point of today's show, isn't it? It's about you know, there's three sides to every yeah. story. Why opposite opinions are just as valid as your opinion? Because somewhere in the middle is probably the truth, mm-hmm. right? And like I say, he just says a view is not fact. Opposite opinions are necessary in order to use logic to find the truth. So get some facts before you spout your well, nonsense. Yeah, there was that um, last year, right? Um, Jeremy Corbyn's um, brother, Piers Corbyn, right? And, yeah. and, and he yeah. was refuting the government's data on the COVID, yeah? Because he was saying, right, he's mm-hmm. scientist, he's... His research was sort of saying the opposite to what the government was saying. So who's right? Was it was it Jeremy mm. uh, Pierce Corbyn's um, anti-COVID um, protesting, or was it the government? Because they're both using data, you know. And and as you know, right, I always been against data because you know data is 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 created research by social scientists. I, I don't think you know medical science or um, biologists or researchers, right? worry about the they, they use data to for research but they don't use it to sort of like manipulate societies or manipulate um how people behavior that's 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 it goes into a different area of um yeah it's right? a good point it's a good point yeah data can basically tell you what you want yeah. to tell you it definitely depends on who's paying for the research exactly. to be done exactly exactly so, uh, so, yeah so, so i mean i agree with what you said about this uh so guy yeah and and it's and it's good that he's out there doing doing exactly what um, people want him to do uh, and makes people think yeah. and make people aware that there is mate he's in his 80s that's oh, another right. reason why I love yeah. his opinion. He's so he's got experience. He's got experience behind him. He's got his experience. He's seen everything, done everything. Like I say, um, we was talking earlier about respecting people who are intellectually um, smarter than yeah. you, but respecting people like we was taught as we was growing up to always That's respect right. your That's elders, right? right? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So if you can't respect this guy in his eightieth odd year. And he's still sharp as a tack. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? In his 80th off, odd year, and he's written 63 books on economics, then, you know. It's seen all the recessions, the pandemics, the epi- epidemics, the threats, the potential threats. Yeah. It's in the good things of life. It's in the bad things of life. It's in wars. You know, eighty years mm. old. So if he's eighty today, that it would have been born in the forties, right? Yeah, probably earlier than that. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing him a disservice. He's probably actually older than eighty. You know, so, but, um, so yeah, I, you know. You're only as young as your mind, I suppose, at the end of the day. Oh, listen, so, I, I thoroughly agree. I think the mind is the greatest thing. And, um, you know, I, I don't, see, you know, let's, let's, you know, just diverse a little bit, right? I always think the mind has to be the healthiest um, um, part of your body. Part, right? sure. Yeah, look at all these people who, um, you know, they go to the gym, they, they, uh, they're healthy, conscious, things like that. I mean, can you imagine how frustrating it must be for them, right? That they can't have uh, an ice bun cake or a you know, sort of juicy, you know, sort of like kind of coke or whatever. You, you, do you know what I mean? It must be very frustrating mm. because they have principles of life. Whereas, you know what? Just mm. enjoy um, these things. And, and, I, and I think it's a much more healthier. All right, yeah, you might put a bit of weight or you might put a bit, a bit of uh, calories, but you could easily burn them off by going to the gym, can't you? You know? Anyway. Sure. So what you're saying is like that, yeah, that feel-good factor sometimes is more beneficial yeah. than the physical Exactly, exactly, because if, cause if right. you haven't got a healthy mind, there's no way your body's going to be healthy. No way, no way. Sure. Uh, and yeah. I've, so, uh, so, so what's the phrase? Is the phrase something like a little bit of, What's good for you? No, I can't remember. I can't remember the the the, the phrase. Do you want to type it out? Um, <laughs> oh, I do. Yeah, forget it. Forget it. Anyway, look, we're already sidetracked yeah, yeah, yeah. ourselves from the whole point Go of on. today's show. Um, so the point of today's show, I mean, I loosely titled it "Rules of Engagement," um, but engagement can mean two things, right? In a social context, it can mean engagement of like how you greet someone, how you say mm. hello. Um, in um, in social media context, it can be engagement online. It can mean all of those. But also, rules of engagement can be considered a war footing. So, it's a very broad title today's right. show, Joe. Um, so, yeah. So, what do you do to engage with your customers? All right. I mean, okay. I, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put it into a scenario, right? Um, because, uh, as a hairdresser, you know when you, when you're working in a salon, you 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 bes- not the bespoke or anything like that, you'd be holding to the to the to the owner's um, philosophies, ain't you? Uh, let let me yeah. sort of put it when I started my first salon and how I went about doing it, right? Because my rules of engagement had to be different from. Neville's or from Neville Daniels or whoever's right he had to be he had to be mm. bespoke to me uh, and, and that became my identity and and I kind of put it down to sort of like three things really and and they brought down to sort of the craft which was my um, my skill set marketing yeah. as it sort of to uh, to capture the uh, the market and also to, yeah. um, to, to retain the clients coming in. And, it, and then I put it down to the personality of the salon. You know what I mean? Sure. So three things, craft, marketing, personality, really. 
Do you know what I mean? So if you want, I could I could explain that yeah. to you if you want. And yeah, no, and, totally. Okay, please. The, the, please the craft in itself, right, was was my hairdressing skills. Okay, and and one thing yeah. I was taught, and you know, never did taught me this very well, right? To, in order for a start to be successful, yeah. you had to get staff better than you. Okay, now that's easy. That's easy gotcha. said than done, but it can be done because. I don't think I did it, but I kind of nearly as much as I did it. Uh, I, I couldn't think that I did create some great hairdressers. So that was that was my source craft there. My craft was um, yeah. There's a little bit of Steve Jobs in that mentality because I think he said, you know, we don't go out and hire smart people to tell them what right. to do. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So there's a bit of Steve Jobs in that philosophy, mate. Yeah, yeah I like do, it. Do you, like do you think he learned it from me? Because how would how would how would Steve possibly. Jobs have died? Uh, it's a good question. Do you want me to Wikipedia it? I know he was a fruitarian, yeah. so everything he stood for wasn't brilliant. Yeah, well, Do you know what yeah. I mean? So um, Steve Jobs died. Yeah, he was a fruitarian, no, which didn't well. help his cancer. He should have become a carnivore. Yeah, yeah, uh, he died at the age of fifty-six, mate. Which um, was that? What, three years ago. So he's younger um, than me. No, no, he died in 2011, 10 years ago. Ah, so slightly older than me then. Yeah, slightly older yeah. than me. All right, so yeah. uh, so we, we didn't gr we kind of grew up in the same same um, era, I said, but yeah. Era. Yeah, I think 90s yeah. was his yeah. era as well. 80s yeah. and 90s right, was your that's right. era, right? That's 80s right. and 90s yeah, were probably exactly. his, right? Anyway, so, so so yeah, so that that was that was yeah. the that, that was one philosophy I had, that, you know, so your staff have to be yeah. better than you. Better in what context? As in Not technically, because we all, it's all about building clientele. It was all the right. staff. All that they had to all they had to worry about was retaining the clientele to build a clientele. Yeah. yeah because I, I could easily get the which I would explain in my rules of engagement. I could easily bring the clients into the salon. Now I can't do all the all the clients in one go, right? You can't. It's impossible because I've got my own clients. So you, yeah. you, so you need those clients that potentially were yours. You have to be able to give them to to somebody else with trust and faith that they will look after that person as good, if not better, than you. Gotcha. Right. So it's the yeah. overall package. Overall, they've got to be very, yeah. very good. Good bedside manner. Good Everything. technically. Great customer service. All exactly. of those things. And now, when now, okay. let's talk about marketing now, right? Because that's so that's one. That's craft. So if I was sum summarize that, half higher staff that yeah. are better than right. you. Perfect. Now let's talk about marketing now. Now without without go on then. So how did you? How did the great Joe Mehmet? The best blow dryer in London. <laughs> well, Martin this is it, right? Uh, in the nineties um, and then two thousands, yeah. Digital digital marketing weren't as big as it is today, and and I still so, believe to this very day, right? The best marketing is word of mouth. I really do believe that, okay. But I do understand yeah. recommendations. Yeah, but I right? do understand yeah. that the digital market is as powerful used correctly do you, do you know what sure. i mean and and to be honest with you i don't think i ever use it correctly because um i never needed to you, you know so sure. I, I, i'm not gonna poo poo it but i do appreciate the 
it's a different yeah, it, discipline, right? And it's a discipline that you never really needed to yeah, explore. Exactly, but 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 in today's world, you do. It is very important. And one thing that I do think that if I was to use digital uh, marketing, I have to master it myself, rather than rather than sure. pay someone X amount of money, which we talked about earlier on these influencers. Yeah, like PRs yeah. and right. people like because that. Because yeah. then, then again, right, you rely on them. So, so your rules sure. of engagement be- becomes less influential, doesn't it? Less becomes less potent, I think. So, yeah. a- again, when it, when it comes to digital marketing, it's it's very very important to understand what digital marketing means. What if map is easy? Yeah. Because you know we we do the work that is your showpiece and that person will recommend their friends. But when it comes to digital marketing, it's a very different narrative. And I and I yeah, isn't isn't it a scale thing it, though, Joe? Because obviously with digital marketing, you're getting thousands of people to see you at once, whereas word of mouth is generally ones yeah, and twos, yeah. right? So in terms of scale. You got to understand that digital marketing brings with it its own pitfalls because say you then become inundated with responses uh, like a a little story I had um, reaching out to an extremely well-known industry digital marketer. Uh, I asked asked them to help me spread the the virtues of Go Salon. They didn't get back to me for a week. What, What? and that left a bad experience, and it left a bad you taste in my response, mouth. Response, didn't you? I wanted a response. You know, they've contacted me out the blue right. digitally. We've engaged, we've chatted, and then I've said, "Oh yeah, you know, can you help me explore the virtues of Go Salon and get it out there to your audience?" And then I was ghosted for a week. Right. Um, so you know, once again, that's a pitfall, isn't it? Digital marketing can, you, by putting that thing out there. Are you setting yourself up for a bad first impression well, to give someone? You know, well, again, though, this is what I sort of started with this um, the strategy. It was that if you if you mastered digital marketing yourself, right, would you have needed this person's um, help? No, no. But I suppose in in this kind of climate, you know, delegation's pretty pretty good, isn't yeah. it? You know, when you're swamped with so many multi, uh, multimedia yeah. channels. You know, to delegate parts of that, you know, social media strategy to other people, I suppose, is is an effective way of well, but but you know, managing. It it is, but also it goes back to what I said beginning, though. Um, You know, you have to get staff better than you as well, right? And uh, uh, again, you know, you you fall into that uh, pitfall, didn't you? Really, of of, um, Mm -hmm. relying on someone. That you got no, you know the, the the you know about it, but you're not you haven't got expertise about, and also you employ someone you're not really um, trusting either, you know. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't the fact that I, I I wouldn't trust that person. It's just that these, this person is out there as like an industry leader, right. and you know first first things first, they made well, a basic error, which is not, not to, to communicate to an actual well, lead. Well, no, Do you know it, what I mean? Again, She's probably so busy. They were probably so busy putting other leads out there that they're actually missing Miss, the leads miss, they've miss, already miss got. So yeah. you know, it's almost like a cardinal yeah. sin. That's a cardinal so, sin. That's essentially like getting a so, walk in. Yeah. 
isn't it, into your salon when you're fully booked and then telling them, oh, sorry, yeah, no, no one's available right now. They're, everyone's right. busy. Yeah. You know, you may as well have just, like, slammed the door in their face. <laughs> that's right, that's um, right. So, <laughs> so, so she didn't, well, she or he, the, the influencer didn't come back to you at all then? Not for oh. about a week. And then her first, uh, her first message was, um, you know, an excuse. Oh, yeah wasn't her fault somebody else's fault so you know it left so a bad she taste employs, in my mouth so she thought, well, somebody else then <laughs> no 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 i was looking to employ right. them. and then but she did she didn't get back to you in that period of time because it was yeah because she, she blamed it on somebody else she blamed right, it on somebody so else it, it, so and then i'm like well why do i no, want to work with someone no, who I, then I isn't accountable is Right, it's not my fault. It, you know. I mean, how many times, right, have you sort of come across scenarios where you pay somebody and they want more money because it, it wasn't enough? Yeah, and, and we mm. discussed this. Yeah, because they misquoted yeah, or, the job. Or, um, yeah. or, or sort of like the job was too big for them that they couldn't handle it. They have to sort mm. of outsource it themselves. And, and it becomes all messy. Mm. Yeah, again, I think this is why it's very important to, when it comes to digital marketing because word of mouth is very easy. It really is easy, but mm. those it's the most powerful. But I do understand in today's world, digital marketing has to be even more um, sort of like spot on, more crucial now. And and I, yeah, I mean, is it Joe? Is it even that yeah, necessary? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, really, it is. it is now in today's world with the pandemic. I, I kind of have to yeah. have to embrace it. I'm I'm not embracing influencers. Or these mm. co work coaches or anything like that. No, I'm not. In Digital markets have completely different form of uh, expertise. Okay, which yeah. you know the salon owner or the hairdresser could do themselves. Because I, I I learned some parts of it myself. You know, with my uh, various websites that I developed mm. in the last couple of years. Yeah, you you did you you delegated it to me and you made yeah. me do it for you and that, and that and that true. No, I mean I'm talking from you used to hire me to do photo yeah. shoots for you and stuff, didn't you? Which we used to go into the magazines, which I suppose ten years ago was the form of marketing at the time, wasn't it? You know, because it was kind of before Facebook and Twitter and all these other Instagram platforms were really utilised for that kind yes. of. But, but know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the last couple of years, right? Since I've been retired, and, and you know, yeah. I, I started these dropshipping businesses, didn't I? You know, um, yes. you know, the electric scooters and and jewelry, and, and you know, building a website was one thing. You know, marketing marketing mm. the um, the so the websites because you don't really market to the products are you i mean what i learned right was that the website it's it's an, it's an, it's it's just a part of a, a noisy field isn't it so so mm. so how do you get that website not so much a product because there's electric scooters everywhere and there's jewelry everywhere it was yeah. again my website on top of google um google page things like that yeah and i'll tell you something it it is very very hard it really is very yeah i mean you have to spend you have to speculate to accumulate well, a dropshipping it, business it, don't you you have to you have to rip attention away from other people online and an online is an extremely noisy extremely. place to be so this is why i think a lot of digital marketing is is futile 
because you end up spending a small fortune on advertising well, something more than well, you the, ever the, get yeah, back because, in because, return. Again, because you're really on the people. But I, I mean, I finally, I, I had the big, I used the Facebook advert, adverts, like Google, um, all these things. I was, I was spending mm. money every day and I wasn't getting any mm. traction. I mean, I Instagram, I, you know, this stuff. Sure. And then the minute I stopped yeah. um, using their services, I started doing it myself. I've got lots of traction. Mm. I got so last. I started getting mm. sales through. You, 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 know, you know what sure. I mean? And it, because yeah. again, because it's my business, as in the you know the website thing, I have to be responsible for the um, the, the results. Yeah, the experience. Yeah, the result, uh, the uh, experience, exactly, the tracking, uh, exactly. The sales. And, you know, to, and to, for me to sort of like uh, outsource that, I'm relying on them. And then you know, I'm I'm getting agitated. I'm getting frustrated. I'm spending money. Forget it. It, you know, it wasn't giving me any fun. So I learned. I'm not saying I'm, a, I'm an expert, but I learned to sort of like, mm. you know what, go this way rather than go what the uh, obvious is, you know, sort of fall into these people's pattern. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's an important lesson. It's like you've got that authenticity and therefore you've got that authority yeah. Yeah. over what's going on. You've got control of the situation. I see a lot of these... Uh, social media strategies which are essentially me too's they are literally copying other people's it's, strategy it, and and what it creates is just this cacophony of noise and nonsense exactly which we which we explored on last week's uh last week's show when we we're talking about the virtue signaling yes you know virtue signaling online is another social media strategy mm. it's like i'm gonna what oh what day is it today oh it's the international Aaron Day. So therefore, you know, all Aaron's in the world can come out. Hey everyone, yeah, yeah, hey Aaron's, yeah. all Aaron's of the world. Congrat you know, it is it is virtuousness, it is marketing and, and like I say, everything is uh marketing these everything sells and I think once people realise that that then the better they'll be. Exactly, uh, because you can just walk sells. I mean, it's there if you want it, but you don't have to digest it. It was that book that book, um, you know, I've, I've the tipping point um, yeah. I, I read many, many years ago. It's got lots of... Analogy. Malcolm Gladwell. What's that? Malcolm Gladwell. Exactly. Right. I mean, he wrote yeah, another one called Who Ate My Cheese, right? That wasn't as, that wasn't as good, but... Yeah, who Ate My Cheese? Yeah, <laughs> Who Ate My Cheese. Oh, you made that up. He no, no, it's, wrote it's, a book it did. Who he he wrote another one, Who Ate My Cheese, right? And, yeah. and, you know, tipping point was a great... There's a lot of little analogies in the, in the, uh, the story, but it's how you interpret it. Right, was the um, was the outcome of it really? You you could take it as a little bedtime stories, or you could sort of take it into a bit into sort of like great business um, um, meetings and things like that. But it's how you interpret it, and, and I think that's how digital marketing is with all these sort of like um, experts out there telling you how to sort of do this and do that. Personally speaking, I'd rather learn it myself. Really, it's right. daunting. But once you get into it, you understand it. And if also, if you understand business, digital is actually very good in, in that sense. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Um, so Clarity, um, Who Ate My Cheese, uh, was actually by a guy called John Nichols. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right. So if you're listening, John, uh, apologies. Um, yeah. Anyway, on, on, going go. back to the rules of engagement, right? That's a digital market. On, on a third and final, 
important thing. But uh, yeah, but I didn't. So word of mouth. So so you didn't explore. You you went on to digital, but you didn't explore the word of mouth. Well, word of mouth. Word of, word, 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 word of mouth just expands. Explore that. Well, you can't. It just expands itself, doesn't it? Really. You, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, it's as simple as a, a warm smile, a handshake. No. Uh, no. It, is that is that what you mean? No, no. Uh, listen, the the the, the word your of, bedside manner. For your customers, but there, there isn't is that. that but, but no, I think what it is, the client has to love you. When I say love oh. you, not sexually or uh, erotically or anything like that, right? They have to love you as the hairdresser. Okay, well, rely on you. Well, rely on you, you to make them trust look you. Trust amazing. you. You know, in any relationship, right? You know, and this mm. is to all all these people out there as well, right? The most important ingredient in any relationship, you know, marriage. Uh, haircut, whatever, you know, it's trust. Nothing mm. can get done without trust. Okay. Sure. Once you've got, once there's no trust, right? There's barriers, isn't there? Once you've got trust, then all of a sudden, all barriers are broken down, and you kind of, it, and the world becomes much more rosy and much more sunny. And and I Thank believe, that from my um, interpretation, right, is once the client loves you, then they will talk about you. They, they will refer, refer you to. Because I think, gotcha. yeah, they've got their reputation online as well, you see. You know, you, yeah. you can't recommend me to your friend and your friend comes back and say, Aaron, Joe's crap, mate. What you, what you Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, there's that, there's that taking a punt, isn't there? Yeah. There's like, I'm putting my credibility on the line by recommending someone. Yeah. So, uh, and therefore, if that, if, that, if that transaction doesn't go well... That's it. Then my credibility and respect it, it, has been damaged. It, exactly, well. and you yeah. would never be able to sort of like go to that person, look at that person in, in the eye, and say, "Mate, I've got gotcha. something for you." You know what I mean? So trust is very, very important in in the word of mouth. So market yourself so that your client loves you. Yeah, that's rule two. Rule two, right? So you got you got the client craft, loves, okay. you. and you got the marketing. Lovely. Yeah. Now the most important. Most important right. rules of engagement in, in a three is is the personality of the salon. My heart's going, Joe. Is it? Is, yeah, is, you hear it. Is, is it right? Is it that so exciting? Yeah. yeah, you just you know just the word love. We've mentioned <laughs> the word love many times in the show already. And... Yeah, my my wife is having doubts about you and me. I must admit. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Rex, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It, it's the personality of the salon. Really, right? Because it, it if again, right? A client has to feel it, it's very easy to get a client to come through a door first time. It's it's harder to get them to come second time, right? And right. and that's where the salon environment is very very important at the So what's important with that then? Personality center. So obviously the first impression is how it looks from the outside. So that's going to get them in the first time. How it looks. Uh, Let's go and have a look at this gaff. It looks amazing. Let's go and check it out. That's yeah? that's. No, I don't know. I, I I would slightly disagree on on that. Yes, it's very important okay. to have a, have an image. That's that's all I took to that reflects your personality. But I, well, I, you know, the signs tidy. You know, yeah. the first impression. All that all that well, stuff counts, yeah, right? It, Subliminally, it, it does. Yeah? It does, right? But at, at, but at the same time, right? You know, it's that. It's that engagement from the, the minute they walk through a door to yeah. to the reception to when they walk out that door after they're paid, 
Now, when gotcha. they're when they're paid, that is a t telling moment. Okay, if they if mm. they're paid, you know, in my case, five hundred pounds for a full service. If and, and, and you know they and they're t everybody ten percent of, of that. It's you know you've got clients happy and she comes back great. But you know, but if someone paid five pounds and um, she wasn't happy, then you know that is a problem that you have to sure. address. You, 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 know, you know what I mean? So again, it, it didn't, didn't matter the price range. It has to fit everybody, hasn't it? Sure. It, it, so there's that famous quote, isn't there, saying, um, I've learned that people forget what you said, people forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Exactly. 100%. Good so, quote. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So that's, so, that's, that's, so that's cool. So when it comes to personality at the salon, I mean... Is there, I mean, is there any practical things you can do? Is it literally, literally from the first second? I mean, you've said it in previous shows where, you know, your client is 100% of your focus yeah. when they arrive at that yeah. salon. Yeah, yeah. Um, can you expand on that a bit? Well, no, because that's what they're paying you for your time, right? They're not, they're not paying you. I mean, I've, as a hairdresser, when I was at Devils, as a hairdresser, I didn't have to worry about the... Uh, the semantics of the salon environment, all right? So it's easy. But once she's become the salon owner, you could easily get diverted. You know, you can easily... I mean, I'll never forget when I first opened my salon, right? And, you know, it's, it's a funny story. There was this hairdresser who I did not employ, by the way. Um, my, my investor, she employed him because she thought that he'd be a valuable asset to me, all right? Mm. And... And it's sort of like, personally speaking, I really didn't like this guy at all. I really did not like him at all. And and he was, uh, he was a horrible man. Anyway, when we opened up, right, we had a staff meeting, and and yeah, you know, it you know he was going to be my number two. All right, so I'm doing a haircut, right? I'm, it's about two days into the um, into a brand new salon, right? We're doing it. I'm doing a haircut. He comes up to me, and he whispers in my ears, Joe, we got no toilet roll. I looked at him. I said, well, sort it out then. <laughs> you, you, do, do you know what I mean? And th yeah. that's the kind of stuff you don't want. Yeah. Not able to think for himself. Exactly. Exactly. Just deal with it. Deal why, with do, it. why do they need to bother, bother you. you with that? You know, get an assistant, send an assistant to the news agent, get some emergency loo roll. Yeah. Did you ever? Did you have an emergency loo roll um, box <laughs> like a glass? Yeah, break, you know, break, yeah. break glass for emergency loo roll. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah. I mean, this, but, the, but that's the stuff you want to avoid. Sure. No, I got, I got you. I got you. Yeah. I, got you. I mean, the, the, the thing was, was that the. When when I got this staff right, uh, I get I guaranteed them all six months salary. All right, so mm. they they all they all left very good jobs, mm. and I gave them guaranteed six months salary. Right, so I so as a business, right, we were covering the losses, basically speaking. But I knew after the come to six month, the one week before the six month, right, is they were going to be restructured. Now, yeah. I was going to get rid of this guy. I, you know, for, for, I mean, a bit like the Diego story, right? You, I just knew I was going to get rid of him, but I had to sort of hold on to him, otherwise I would have been penalised. But I, yeah. I was going to get rid of him. You know what he did? He left just before I had a staff meeting, you know, one-to-one -one meetings, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I was going to restructure yeah. him. But that, that's that's kind of thing that, you know, it's very, very annoying. 
for a silent owner, but you haven't got staff right who can actually think for themselves. And and the whole personality of a salon, right, is is so important because again, going back to sort of employing staff that's better than you, this is so important because one one thing that I I don't know about you when you worked at Lee Stafford's, okay, as a, as a self-employed hairdresser, but when I worked at um, Neville's, Neville Day Neville's, right, I pretended that was my business. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, and and that is so important. And and for you know what, I actually think Neville and Neville, Neville Daniel and Neville's like benefit from it because I was responsible, and they relied and they can actually trust me on that. And and because of that, right, um, the clients you, you kind of gravitate to you, the staff gravitates to you, clients gravitate everything. Just not rely on you, but they gravitate to you because. You, you're not a role model, you're a leader or anything like that. I don't believe in all that rubbish, yeah. right? But you have certain responsibilities. And, yeah. And, and That you as accountable for, yeah. right? Isn't this, isn't this a lot of what we've been talking about over the last few weeks about, you know, no one seems to want to be accountable for anything anymore. Yeah, you know, yeah. People don't even want to be accountable for their own immune systems. <laughs> yeah, you know, we right. franchised our immune systems yes. out to big pharmaceutical companies. Yes, um, yes. You know, and so, you know, um, so, yeah, what you're saying is really important. The fact that it's responsibility, it's taking accountability, treating something like it's your own, even though you didn't. It just put you in a mindset exactly. that elevated you above everybody else exactly. on the floor. And, and everybody thinks like that, which they did in my, in my salons, right? The ones that did, they were out, right? Because that's how, and you, sure. you know me, because, you know, you see a lot of staff turn over in my salons. Yeah, I did. Um and, and 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 because of that, right, it, it makes a much nicer environment because everybody's on the same page then, aren't they? They all they all have the same responsibilities. Yeah. You know, you know, there was this sort of thing, right? There was this wonderful quote where you get rid of one person for the good of the for the good of the business. You, you, do you know what I mean? Because one person, like you know, one bad apple spoils the, uh, the the thing, whatever it is. And it's so true. Sometimes, right, you have to get rid of people. In order for the business to survive, you don't want to, but the business has to survive first because it, the business employs a lot of people. It, it, it plays. It, there's a lot of outgoing, and sure. and for clients to come in and be comfortable, responsible, everybody has to be on that um, page there. Because if I can't look after Mrs. Smith, Aaron has to look after Mrs. Smith. If Aaron can't look after Mrs. Smith, then Charlie has to look after Mrs. Smith. Do you know what I mean? So it goes yeah. down a chain, but the chain doesn't get mm. diluted. It gets better and better and better and better. Stronger. Yeah. Yeah, great really. point. You know great what I mean? Point. And the personality of the salon is very important. And that was my rules of engagement that I, I, I did have at the beginning, I must admit, because like I said, my first salon, right, I had invested because I was scared. I didn't know what I was doing. But because that, that partnership failed, then I sort of set my own rules. Of, of success sure. really so that was my rules of engagement in in in, okay. in that sense sure okay i got you so the personality of the salon encompasses not just the atmosphere but the personality of the the people that are working within it yeah and everything was basically factored in to make that client experience 100 percent exactly and, and and if you remember sort of like the my first, last two salons right you know birds are can mm. sloan avenue yeah i didn't have many pictures did i no i didn't have it's very clean yeah because 
the, the staff, the people were the uh, the moving images, you know, and, and art is all about moving, isn't it? About images, and, and they were the um, entertainment. Yeah, how many times right, you saw? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know if you can recall your yourself sessions where you were a hairdresser, right? You had a client sitting down, right? They're talking to, but they're earwigging next door because they were somehow talking about something that they rather talk to. Do you know? Listen to? Do you know what I mean? Did you ever? Did you ever have those? Yeah, I mean the amount of complaints um, that I I had about about the the veracity of my conversations with my customers. You know, um, I, I, if I was guilty of anything, it was probably being too open yeah. with people. Yeah. Um, you know, I know you set those rules of, you know, religion. engagement yeah. with start, you know, don't talk about sex, religion yeah. or politics. Yeah. You know, you're setting yourself up for a fall. But obviously, you know, sometimes I can get quite engaged with a customer and we can go and explore some really like difficult subjects. And so, yeah, no, I've been, I've fallen foul of, of that, right, that role. Right, right. You know, a, cus, a, a client that was nothing to do with me complaining about something I may have said. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, I, and I think, but I just think that's indicative of the time, well, the time we live in. Well, you know, everyone gets offended on everyone else's behalf these right, days. Right, don't right, they, yeah, you know? yeah. Exactly, could just say so. I mean, there was that thing you sent me earlier on about that. Um, the beauty council, uh, what was her name? Um, Kendall, what's her name? Ken, Melanie Kendall, yeah. whatever, you know, yeah. and, and she had this like a, a, a strategy for reopening, right? Only mm. for female employees. Only for women. Yeah. Only for women. I mean, and, yeah. excuse me. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I just put, I just put on the message to you. Sounds a little bit discriminatory. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I, 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 um, I said, I thought it was a bit sexist to sort of see. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, we're only protecting women's jobs, yeah, you yeah, men, F you. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. all like, yeah, it is an industry dominated by women, but there's also men in it. So if, if you were to, Yeah, well, you know, if that was the case, then why don't the minority rule? come into play you know the minority seems to rule in every other industry in every other warp of life uh, apart from hair and beauty mode so, well yeah well look, i i industry does it, 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 it it's it's a it's a wonderful environment to work because it, it, it doesn't have any discriminatory um, behavior you know what i mean because we come across all genders you know what i mean comes sure. all all colors and all creeds and um, and then if the if the hairdresser is good or the beautician is good they're gonna get a clientele. It's nothing to do with their skin or anything else, like you know what I mean. It's just uh... yeah. It's a good point. It's a good point. We were talking about this the other day, like when, like in the early days of our career, our entire personality was built on the fact that as assistants, we were sent out into the high street to go and approach strangers. Yes. Yeah. To I'll come get... into yes. the shop to have a free haircut, yeah, you know, yeah. as part of model night, and. You know, we kind of all felt awkward and young and didn't really enjoy doing it. But there was two good reasons why it was a great thing to do. And and, and why I think a lot of young people miss out That's on right. it today. Yes, because yes, they rely yes, on social yes. media to break the ice. And the first thing is, is A, it taught you patter. It taught you charm. It taught you how to break the ice with someone you've never met before. So you can kind of make them feel comfortable and you yeah. comfortable at the same time. So it taught you that. The second thing it taught you as well was, hey, if I can approach people, I can curate my clientele to be exactly who I want it to be. Yes. So you could approach young girls, young men. You know, you didn't have to rely on whatever walk through the door. And, so, and you're not bullshitting. 
and you're not bullshitting. You know, you're you're young, you're an assistant, you're training to get qualified. You would physically be kicked out. I remember, you know, they used to kick us down the, the, the station. Um, you know, um, at Stafford's back in the day as I was an apprentice. It was like, right, go down Lee Station, put all these flyers and cars on every single car no. around the car park. Really? But we did it. No, we did it. I mean, we went flyer in and we did it. Direct marketing. But That's called direct, direct marketing. Direct marketing. Yeah. But, you know, maybe maybe we got maybe one or two people in to do that. But the amount of people that I approached physically and verbally, like in the street, yeah. I, I that was much more successful way of doing it. Yeah, And, and this, is from, know, this is from Westcliff on Sea into central London, right? Yeah, you know, no, no, yeah, I, I, sure. I concur because you know I was I was that different because I come modern night. If I didn't have a model, all right, I had to go and get a model. And if I came mm. back, if I came back with no model, three times, three times, right, I was out, I mm. was out. So, you know, it was at times where I was very so it was harsh rules, it, but. Yeah, it was actually the 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 making of you. Of course, and you know, and the thing that I learned, right? Again, you know, we can we can sort of go about building the clientele, uh, build about trust, and things. And you're hundred percent right to go out to someone and say, "Hey, I want to cut your hair." I mean, who's this yeah. person? I love your hair. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, we'd always <laughs> there was an art to it. It'd yeah. be like, "Wow, look at your hair." Yeah, I, 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 you know, I love your hair. You pay them a compliment first. They go, "Oh, well, it's hard very much," well, and then you're like, "Look." You know, if ever you got the opportunity and you look needed another hairdresser, you know, I'd love to, you know, no, I'd love to have the opportunity. I, 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 was, I was worse than that, man. I said, so go along. Would you more direct? Yeah, well, you had to. I might have on High Street or, Ke or Oxford Street, right? I see a girl, right? I say, look, I need I, I would like to be a model for a haircut. Get a free, you get a free haircut, blah, blah, blah. That, that's how I think, yeah. you know what I mean? And I was begging them because like, I, I couldn't afford to go back to the salon without a model. Yeah. You know what I mean? Gotcha. And and you pick, you know, you get it's more than your jobs are worth. Exactly, and you know, it, I don't know how I did it because I'm going back to like sort of, sort of seventy six, okay. So uh, I don't know what charm I used, but it kind of gave me the confidence to actually talk to the opposite sex with with um, without any um, innuendo. With confidence, when, and, yeah, with, but with confidence, right? Yeah, you know, it, with a self assured, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe um, is that how you met Rex then? Is that how you met <laughs> no, your no, 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 Did you approach her on Merley Bone High Street, like stressed, sweating, going, oh, if I don't take someone back now, no, I'm going to be fired. She, she, she went out to um, Cafe de Paris in 1999 in a nightclub. Oh, yeah. oh okay, so you met at a nightclub. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah, right. yeah. Anyway, so going back to yeah. our thing, like, let's, let's not go sidetrack on that one, please. Um, no. You know, there's, there's a saying, isn't it? Every man makes one big mistake in their lifetime. <laughs> and yours was uh, well, we, we, going to pack, uh, not going to yeah, cafe the I Paris. Going to right? cafe the Paris that night. <laughs> I hope Rex isn't listening. No, no, Rex, no, 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 that was no, nothing no. to do with me. No, 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 no. But I'm joking, darling. I'm joking. I'm joking. I hope her mother's not listening. Air raid siren. <laughs> Evacuate the area. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Yes. No, it's, um, yeah, it's, listen. Yeah, we digress. we digress. We digress. No, but going back there, it's very important, okay? And but one thing that I've got to sort of say, right? If you can't go and get a model off the street, how can yeah. you get a clientele? Yes. Yeah. You know, how can... So, so, so the learn here is, is you know, some of these older solutions, or not older solutions, but some of these things, traditional things we used to do. Yeah. 
they shouldn't be written off now. Well, you, you can't you teach know, it. Were, you, you simply can't teach it. Yeah. The, you know, yeah. MVQ, right, Academy, right? If, you got, if they haven't got a model, they use a dummy. I mean, I, yeah, they still like I say they stick up a sign on the window, you know, models required, yeah. and you wouldn't you wouldn't be in control of you know who came in yeah, or yeah, what yeah. type of haircut yeah. you you know you got to do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I, I understand that. I understand that. That that is something that people that are one hundred percent reliant on social media have to understand. If you're reliant on social media, then you've got to be a in control of the content you're putting out there. In order to get the kind of work that you want to be doing, exactly. you know, so exactly. just how it's adapted. It's, it's, adapted exactly, and and again, I saw like you know, so use the social media. So if you become an expert at yourself, then you can actually sort of you know put your personality into it. Because again, it's all about personalities, right? You, you, you know mm. what I mean? Well, why would you ask source? Because you know, I, I know so like a lot of these um, you saw like internet website builders be like they outsource their work to so like some guy in India yeah. or Nigeria. You know, they're charging yeah. a thousand pounds, right? They charge the charge the Indian charges so like so two hundred quid and he pockets eight hundred quid. You know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've seen I've seen that a lot. Like the um, surveyor that come around to do our house, he reckons that the guy that he sends the CAD drawings to or the measurements to um, you know, does it for about 10, 10 20 quid. He creates all the drawings for all the measurement. He's like, if I was to do this, it'd take me all day. I send it to someone on the internet, and they do it, and Bob's your uncle. Yeah, there you go. At least he was honest about it. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, I was yeah. like, you know, that's a great, great use of you know delegation. Yeah, time, e e exactly. Like. So you know, the rules of engagement. It's it's all like you, we can we can. There's so many. Avery has their own interpretation, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, but that was my, that was my source set. Of Your rules. three rules: so yeah. craft, Marketing, market, and person. personality. Yeah. All right. Well, that's really, really useful, Joe. Yeah. Right. So now I want to talk. I want to try and focus ourselves on the great reopening. As you all know, April the twelfth is the magic date for which hairdressing salons and barbershops and beauty salons up and down the UK can reopen. Um, I believe Scotland's earlier. Scotland's April the 5th. Yeah, and Wales, so, Wales, has it Wales started opening up as well? Oh, I don't know. They're a law unto themselves over there in, in Wales. Ian Beale. Um, anyway, um, so, so yeah, I, I found a couple of stories online this week which I thought I would share with you, Joe. Um, so there was a hair salon in Northwich who shot to prominence in his local rag uh, by talking about him scrapping gender-specific pricing to become more inclusive. Right. Did you see this story? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I did, actually. I did, I did, I did, I did, yes. Now, on reflection, or doing a deep dive for this, I was like, oh, okay, you know, that, that sounds positive, doesn't it? You know, he's becoming more inclusive. Look at the language. You know, he's becoming more inclusive by putting his prices up. So, you know, you can't out-argue with him because he's doing it because he wants to include more people. But on reflection, when I actually dived into the story, this policy of his is flawed. Go on, explain. I'll explain. So, his policy was based on offering fair and transparent pricing structure for all clients, not based on what gender they were, but based on how long their hair is. 
So basically, his price list was essentially um, three categories. Short, medium, and long. And how did he determine what was short and what was long and what was medium? Well, I mean, like I say, I mean, that's arbitrary. You can say, you know, below shoulder yeah. length or, you know, below chin length or whatever, you know. But the point is, this was about men and women, right? Yeah. You and I both know that a short graduated bob can take an hour, mm -hmm. whereas a long trim with layers can take you 10 minutes. Easy. Yeah, easy, easy. So, according to him, the move means men and women with the same length hair will be charged the same price. But also, he discounts the category of someone with lots of hair. So you can still have long hair, but have lots well, of thick hair. hair. As, in, as, in, extremely, as in thick. As in thick, thick. yeah, density, as in thick. Yeah. So as in density of hair, someone having long hair down to their butt, but really fine, can take 10 minutes to cut their hair. So like I say, his pricing structure, he needs to think it through. I think so. He, he, he didn't really, because, you know, you know, he's actually got a very good fair, uh, fair price structure, you know, which, which actually breaks down all the gender issues that we have to I think. have. I have. What, what, what's that? You'll know my price, go, go, know what my go, price structure go, is. Go on. It's, it's judged on time. Yes, exactly. Exactly, time. Yeah. yeah. So if I want to charge £50 an hour, mm -hmm. and if it takes me half an hour to do your haircut because you're not bothered about having a blow dry or whatever afterwards, 25 quid. Yeah. I really? Yeah. If, you know, uh, if I'm doing a gent's cut, it takes me do 25 we, do minutes. Do you want to come cut my hair then? <laughs> Yeah, pay, you're gonna have to pay petrol. Pay, pay petrol. Uh, the, the petrol, the travel is gonna gonna double double the fee. So, um, yeah. it, it, but, but but that's the but that's the point. It's about time. You know, it's irrelevant what sex, gender someone is, how long their hair. It's irrelevant. It's how much time are you dedicating to See, that human? This this is where I I think it it it, it breaks down a little bit, right? In the, in the fact that yes, I agree with time is very important, right? But like, you you don't actually sort of say you know. Um, sort of men and women, right? Because some men's haircut could take a long time, right? Totally. A, a child's haircut could take a, the longest because they never keep still, right? They never keep still. They're always wriggling around. You know yeah, what I mean? You know, I, you, know, well, you know, I mean, I don't, personally speaking, I never cut, I never charge for child's haircut because it's not a haircut I like doing. And I, I, I try to do sure. it as quick as possible. Just to do, get the outline and forget the content. You know what I mean? It was something that. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you yeah forget I mean? the internal yeah, straight. Forget it. Uh, it was shape. Yeah, because yeah, my like, fingers yeah, were more valuable than a than a haircut. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I'm, I know what you mean. There's um, no, but yeah, there's danger. Yeah, there's danger and risk. But I think the, the the pricing of of, of the, the 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 length it takes to do the person, I think it's very important, but not so much. You know, if they don't have a blow dry or anything, I don't think so. But you know, yeah. but go back to sort of your structure and my structure right i mean we we yeah even though i'm you know i'm quite expensive and you sort of a bit level of things like that right um no. what i do is geography yeah, isn't it? you know, yeah, you know exactly. your, your clients are used to paying your your um, exactly high prices you know, mine aren't. You know what i mean and he hasn't changed for sort of three four years in that sense but the thing is though what i find i actually lose out when i go to my clients houses though because the minute I was, if I'm in central London, by the time I get to cross the London, that's one hour of my time gone and one hour back. Mm. All right. Yeah. Uh, so you've got to factor in the travel time. Yeah. Right? And if I'm going to all like, which I have been doing an awful lot since the pandemic, to Norfolk, Suffolk, Essex, 
Worcester, Leicester, Hampshire, whatever, all these places, right? Yeah. That's even more miles, right? So where until time, time, so I'm actually losing out. Now I'm doing more family, I'm doing more family oriented, not just one haircut, I'm doing more haircuts in one, one visit. I still lose that again because a day of my life is gone, really. And I'm, I'm, sure. You know, I could do a haircut in 10 minutes, but you know, it's, uh, but it takes me four hours to get there. You, you know, I, mean, I can't charge for that, you see. Yeah. You know. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, my other price instructor is even better. Go on. Do you want to know my yeah, other please. price instructor? Yeah, please. There you go. If you pay me in Bitcoin, I give you 50% discount. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. If you pay in Bitcoin, it should be more. No, it should be less no. in Bitcoin because it, that it, money, that time that I've spent, I'm going to be paid for for the rest of my life. Yeah, but it could, we've, we've discussed this deflationary nature of Bitcoin, Joe. We've discussed. You it. know, I was talking. To, I was talking to a sort of child and talking about def, um, inflation, deflation, right? Sorry to interrupt, hmm. right? I, I did a gentleman yesterday, right? And um, you know, because his, his wife rang me up and said I could do his hair. I went to his office. There was no one in the office. And I said, well, what do you trade in the market? He goes to the Japanese market. And I said, yeah. and I remember you telling me a story about Japan, right? And he's telling yeah. tellin me. Yeah. He's telling me. 300% debt to GDP. Apparently. They've been in stag, stagflation. It's, it's de no, not inflation. It's deflation. They're in, deep, they're be, they're in deflation, yes. aren't they? They are, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, well, no, they're in a thing called stagflation. Right. Um, the deflation doesn't actually occur over there. They're in this thing called stagnant. So it's not growing and it's not deflating. It's not going up, not going down. It's just stagnating in the middle because their their debt to GDP is 295%. Apparently, the the UK debt to, debt to GDP is around about 95%, which basically means all the money of goods and services that are produced in this country, we owe 95% of that to the banks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and it was telling me quite interestingly how the um, the the Japanese market right is 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 the population dwindling because the that's right people can't afford to have jobs. yeah that's that's and that's the problem and he was telling me China mm. will have that problem eventually because you know we were talking about the uh, the one child family and and mm. China will have that problem in later on maybe sort of mm. twenty years time I don't know but he was telling me Japan's got that problem. Again, as like I said, they can't have they can't have children. Also, space is very very expensive in Japan, as you know, mm. uh, square footage yeah. wise. So again, it's it's a dwindling population that will actually saw like um, be so negative for, for the country in the future. Living on past glories, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure, they're living on past glories. And and you know, the same thing happened there thirty years ago, which we experienced here thirteen years ago. You know, it was the government were allowed to print money and buy back all of the toxic assets. Yeah, and that's what created thirty years of stagflation. Right, uh, and that's what that's that's a similar economic period where we're about to enter here in this country. So that's why I'm a Bitcoin evangelist. Because it's it's a way of someone, um, you know, protecting their wealth, so, protecting their their sovereignty. Going forward. I mean, you, you, I think you, you were telling me this, weren't you? I think you told me this, but in in America, where the they've got that sort of one thousand two hundred pound um, or one thousand two hundred dollars stimulus check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, yes, and they were, so they're printed up. So yeah, the story is they're printed up one point nine trillion dollars in America. Where if you just do the basic maths of giving three hundred and thirty million Americans $1,400 each that equates to $460 billion wow. 
Who's getting the other 1.5 trillion, Joe? The banks. The top 1% of America, the billionaires. So everyone's calling for more money printing. Money printing is just a way for the oligarchs and the elite to put their hand in the till and enrich themselves even more. It's like one for you, two for me. Yeah. One for you, three for me. Yeah. One for you, five for me. I mean, that's that's basically what's been going on for 30 years. Well, listen, that, course, that's, that's, the, that's the way of the world today, Aaron. I'm sorry to say. It is the way of the world. It, it, it is the it way really of the world. Is. It really is. Anyway then, mate. So I think that's a good show, isn't it? Yeah. Have we have we provided some value today? I think so. I think the rules of, rules of engagement was, from my point of view, I think it's explained very clearly and very um, so concise. Uh, people could okay. people could use it as a reference. The way I, for sure, the way I, for sure. Well, look, if you have got any questions for Joe, um, tap into the Telegram channel uh, or find him on LinkedIn. Um, he's always always eager to answer anyone's um, questions and, and queries but just don't abuse him in any way because he can get a bit sweary when it, especially on LinkedIn well no I, hence he's been you've been banned twice I've been I've been told to make a good case for us because I can't stand yeah. I can't stand people who um, who, who baiting they, they, they sort of like yeah. uh, they, they, trolls yeah they, 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 they set you up right to actually get you back because it makes you it makes it feel yeah. good yeah it's called being triggered y right? yeah really, really. Yes. so don't get joe triggered it, whatever, it, whatever it was like that um did you did you read about that seal in um in, in river thames no i didn't there, there was a seal right it, it was just stranded you know it became a tourist attraction not that many tourists right but it became resident of river thames right Right. And and the other day was it yesterday, right? This horrible woman, right? And I say it was a horrible woman. She, her dog attacked this seal savagely. I mean, I mean, how can a seal protect itself from a from a, a very harsh from a dog, right? And it wasn't like a yeah. pug dog or a, or a Yorkie. It was actually sort of like a like a, a Rottweiler or a Pitbull looking dog. And mm. you know, it, it 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 caused so much injuries, right? They had to put this seal down. Okay. Oh. You know, and, and they um, and that is cause right for this woman to be charged. Hmm. You know. And again, right, how can a woman with a dog like that allow a dog right off the lead to sort of like go to attack this um, seal? You know, quite innocently, you, do you know what I mean? Alright, yeah. You know, it, it just doesn't make sense to me how you behave you know, you've got a dog, be responsible. Right. You, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, there's a there's a lovely little creature, a seal like, mind his own business, on the River Thames, and, and a dog just attacks it. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm so glad you've left us with such a negative well, no. and depressing note. Well, uh, <laughs> no, I'm not depressing. I just want to say yeah. how people are. You know what I mean? Yeah. She probably thinks she's, uh, she was, you know, she could... Yeah, uh, well, her fault was the seal's exactly, fault. Exactly, for being there, 100%. That's what I'm trying to get at, right? Definitely the seal's yeah. fault. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I heard the, All right then, mate, right. So, so what are you up to this week then? Actually, you know what, mate? I'm just going to relax this week. I'm really... Yeah, I, yeah, I saw, like... Um, I, I don't want to drive anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm done driving for, for sure. one week. 
So yeah, I mean it's hard being a, an Amazon delivery driver <laughs> right now, right? In this climate. Well, they just you know all these drop shipping businesses. You know, I'd have thought you'd have outsourced that. Well, you know, drop shipping your um, electric scooters. No, I've, I've, I've given all that up anyway because it, it, you know I don't want to be responsible oh. for people being. Um, <laughs> but you know arrested. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But you know what the. Uh, the I was, I was, you know, with the dog. I came up with this sort of, you know, they close all these roads, right? All these sort of rat roads and things like that, right? Oh, uh, uh, well, in London, yeah. yeah L- London's a bit of a nightmare, isn't really? it, at the moment? And this is up for the stupidity of the council. I'm not sure I've got the answer, right? But, like, just for example, now, I live in Islington, right? Now, yeah. what stops the cameras to let me go through unhinged, yeah? But, so, but say you were to come in and you were to use these rat runs, you could get penalised because you're not supposed to. Now, as as a local resident, I should be able to use my roads, as because I pay for them. Really? Sure. You, you know, but we all pay through them. Pay for them with uh, car tax, road yeah, tax, but, but, tax but on you, our But petrol. you've got the council tax, haven't you? Which a lot, you know, my council tax is a lot higher than yours, no doubt. You know what I mean? Nah, council tax is just for your bins, mate. Yeah. That's nothing. And, to do with and, roads. Mate, and, and road. Council tax is <laughs> so we can employ as many traffic wardens to annoy you as possible. C, collect the bins, and D, to make sure there's the odd street light on. So that it makes it less dangerous well, for yeah, your, your, um, you to your walk your parks weren't at very night. good because the other winter, right? They weren't working, were they? The, the, the uh, reckless no. people. No, they they no. Um, yeah, in February when we had that snow, they they took like a fortnight off. But I can only imagine that was due to bonkers health and safety reasons that the council didn't want to be sued if someone slipped over. Well, you're better working here. Work, they were working here. But I'm just, I'm just yeah, saying, like I say, you know what I mean? like I say, all councils, all councils. Um, you know, that just the name council. If you're calling yourself a council, then you're basically just saying you're an incompetent buffoon yeah. that has no vision for the future. Well, which is, um, yeah, I mean, which puts me in predictable predictable with the, uh, the mayor elections coming up, right? I was going to vote for Lawrence Fox, right? Not that I'm advertising for him now. All right. But okay. I'm not going to now. Why is that? Because it was a, it was part of the demonstrations on Saturday against the um, the COVID thing, the anti vaxxers or whatever it is, like you know, which was infiltrated by the Black Lives no, Matter. That was an anti. That was an anti lockdown. Yeah, but you know what? It? Yeah, but you don't make it political. I it mean, wasn't anti COVID. Anti anti. It was anti. It was, no, it was anti lockdown. Yeah, it, 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 listen. If if you would have been a leader, right? Be. Be a leader. Don't don't go demonstrating against you know sort of like the, what the country wants. You know what I mean? You right. got you got to do what London needs. You know what yeah. I mean? And and yeah, so London needs to get obviously the lockdown. Look, the lockdown's not going to be forever, right? So if you got someone who's a political agitator like Sadiq Khan was, right? And yeah. so Lawrence Fox is obviously part of that narrative now. I thought he was up for right. um, freedom of speech. Anti woke, yes. all this kind of thing, but now he's demonstrating about anti lockdown. Forget it. I've, I've got no no time for you. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Really? Gotcha. Uh, you know. Well, um, <laughs> I would concur with that, but I just think all of these politicians are self serving. Like, you know, we were talking about the Hair and Barber Council, we're talking about the British Beauty Council. You know, they're all very unaware of exactly what they are projecting yeah. out to the public. Um, and I think they need to just kind of. 
know, wake up, leave us alone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I, I like, they just need to leave us alone yeah. and, and get on with like, what's you know. Exactly, like, like a, some something useful. Like I keep saying, to badgering you. us. Yeah, exactly. Sovereign they, hairdressers. They need us to fight the their battles, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I don't get that. All right then, mate. Well, look, next show. What should we do next show? Obviously, we're going to be a few days closer to the great reopening. Should we do a bit of a great reopening special? I've got a great story about Canada. Okay, brilliant. And how the Canadians have got around some of their local council okay. uh, rules and regulations. Um, which could interest. Yes. Which could interest. Our, our, um, our listeners. Our listeners and our salon owners and business owners. Um, so, yeah, stick around for okay. that. Um, if you want to catch up with me, Aaron Dawn Hare on Twitter, Salonomics all over the place. Uh, if you want to sign up for the future of retail, which is um, gosalon.uk. I've been writing a few blogs on there, as always. You can always find our podcasts on there, I, too. I think we should do a show yes. right on your Go Salon app. Uh, you think yeah, so? Yeah, I think how it could benefit. The digital world that we live in, the digital salon. Okay. I think we should actually. You All know, right. Because you, I think we need. To, yeah. Yeah. On. I think you need to make it more concise, give it a lot of clarity, uh, and get people to mm. understand the, the the benefits of it. Really, not the benefit, not just yeah. the benefits, but how it can help the industry. Because yeah, yeah sure. you have to have something that helps the industry, right? Yeah. Well, I see Go Salon as an app that will make you help you increase your annual salary. Yeah, but I think you've got to you really got to sort of break it down. Yeah. No, for sure. Well, let's talk in concepts and yeah. scenarios. Yeah. So to make it like super yeah. easy for everyone. Yes. Um, okay. Well, we can do that in a in a in a later episode for sure. Uh, but for the time being, Joe. Um, good to see you, mate. Hey, too, mate. And, uh, or here hear you. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, I hope to see you soon. Um, yes. And yeah. Good. See you later, everyone. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Oh, good stuff. <laughs>